0: started this series, this idea, this thought, when uh, Timothy was confronting, um, when Paul was confronting Timothy, said, I wish that I could stir up the, 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 the gift that is in you. I wish I could stir up this passion, rekindle this fire. And uh, in it's, it's all, all of us, we have the gift. We have the Holy Spirit of God inside of us. And, and I want to explain that. I want to kind of put it into words to just say, stir it up, Lord, stir it up, stir it up. It's, it, we can talk a lot of religious talk, but there's application to this. And I told you, I don't want to just say a lot of religious terms and, and, and spiritual jargon that we know and we're familiar with. Lord, bring the fire. What does that mean? You know, Lord, we want revival. What does that mean? I, 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 I want to experience, I don't just want to talk about it and, and, and see it in our individual lives and not just in a church thing. And, and he said, I wish that you'd stir it up. That, that literally was talking about the relationship with God, the spiritual gifts that are in him, the work of the Holy Spirit in the church and everything that he, he did. In and, and, and Genesis, I brought you back about how at, at the beginning, if you strip away church and all the things that we had, before there was anything, there was God and man and man and God. Walking in the garden, them talking to God, God talking to them. Before there was programs, before there was uh, processes and, 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 and buildings and all this other stuff, it was man and God. And over time, we get so wrapped up in the mechanics of going to church and singing a song and sitting down and walking out. And then there's no relationship with God, but we sure do have a lot of religious activities. Then we wonder why we're not living courageous and we're not living, uh, you know, uh, people of faith and charging the darkness. We're, we're timid is that what that word means. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We're, we're timid. We're apprehensive. We back off. We're fearful. It's wrong. So, so we get into this thing, and I, I'll remind you briefly about our relationship with God. First of all, begins with our salvation experience. You can come to church for the rest of your life. If you've not encountered Jesus Christ personally, it is never going to be the same. You cannot have a relationship with God without your salvation experience. In, in, in the Bible, we talked about what, what, what that was in 1 John 1, 3, about the fellowship that we have with the Father. And didn't say religious activities. It said fellowship. That fellowship literally means a partnership to communicate. Communicate with God. You know, the number one reason why most marriages fail? Because they lack communication. They don't talk. They don't bond. They don't share life together. There's no fellowship. There's a contract there. He said that uh, you do this that your joy might be full. And 1 John 4, 13, read with me, okay? I, I, I want us to get this together. I'm just going to go through this to remind you of last week. He said, hereby we know, hereby know we that we dwell in him and him in us. I mean, a lot of people say, I don't know if you can know for sure that you're saved. I'm, I'm reading your Bible right now, guys. He, he said right here, hereby, by this, we can know that we have the Spirit of God. There is proof through the presence of the Spirit of God because the Spirit dwells inside of us. You cannot have the Spirit of God step into your life and not know it. It's impossible. You have the presence of the creator of the universe, the almighty God inside of you. There's proof through the change that he makes in our life. The Bible says the fruit of the spirit. He's going to change you. The Bible talks about sanctification. He he conforms us into the image of his son, constantly doing that. There is proof through the love that we have for one another. In 1 John 4, 20, it says, if we say that we love God and we hate our brother, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. How can you say God who you've not seen, and yet you hate your brother who you do see? It says it doesn't add up. So for Christians to sit there and say, I wrote that person off. I'll never speak to them again. I hate their guts. I hope they, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We might not always get along with people, but I tell you, if the Spirit of God is inside of us, there should be the presence of love inside of us too. And I'm not saying that we don't fight with our flesh. I mean, you guys know we fight with our flesh. But I'm saying that there should be evidence in our lives. And and I'd like to talk about it. I I just felt the Spirit of God tell me last week, stop right there and wrap it up. And then I'm going to continue this. So here's the second thing. Our relationship with God grows with our fellowship with Him. Our relationship with God grows with our fellowship with Him. It does not stop at our salvation experience. It keeps going. Okay, First John 4:14, 4, let's get into this. Let me show you guys this. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the savior of the world. We have seen, I've experienced this, and I do testify that, that, that everything that God has said is true. It's not a hearsay. It's not just somebody that I passed down religion from everybody else. They were saying, let me tell you, I've experienced Jesus, and I have had Jesus in my life, and I'm going to testify. Literally, I'm going to sing out. I'm going to praise. And I'm going to let you know that this is the real deal. That does not happen in your life unless you are walking and having fellowship with God. Let, let me show you like this. The, the Bible explains in ver, verse 15, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, listen to this, if we confess, and that's probably everybody in here, how many of you know that Jesus is the Son of God? Raise your hand. All oh, every hand's going off. That's me. All right, let's take it to the next level here. If we sit there and say, we confess, I know this. This is what you have. God dwelleth in him and he in God. God dwelleth in him, and he in God. Here's the point about our fellowship that I'm trying to point. It is a mutual relationship. Did you guys hear that? It is a mutual relationship. You say, why is that a big deal? Let me explain it. Okay, so for years, in in false religion, cults, everything else, they build a statue up. They would go and they'd sacrifice. They would give to that statue. What did that statue do for them? Nothing. Nothing. You pray to the statue. What does the statue say back to them? Nothing. They, they, they worship cows. Besides maybe giving them a hamburger, the cow does nothing back to them. They, they, they worship the sky. They worship the sun. They do all these things. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in the world. He, he seeks in the save. He sought us out. He wanted me. He talked to me. It wasn't just about my worship to him. Listen to this, guys. Because of who he is, it was his fellowship with me. And I know you're saying, well, I know that. No, you guys got to understand, it goes both ways. Jesus is more than just your ticket to get you into heaven. Every single day of your life, he said, hey, you're in me. And we're like, woohoo, I'm going to heaven. And God says, and I'm in you. Do do, do you understand this? And Jenny hates doing this, but I asked her to stay with me. Oh, come on. This relationship that we, you can smile better than that. If, if I didn't have the relationship where I loved her and she loved me, then it's just more than it's, all it is is me stalking her. Do you guys understand that? I'm, yeah, I did that too, but it worked. It's just creepy. You've got to understand that what, what God established with us and says, we're going to go through life together. I'm gonna be with you and you're gonna be with me and I'm gonna to talk to you and you're gonna to talk to me and we're gonna share our lives together and all of a sudden we, we we come closer and closer together. I told you it was just but see that's all it took. That's great. <laughs> it's mutual. A lot of times we have this one-sided relationship with God where we sit there and all we do is, hey God, by the way, would you mind hooking me up with this? And I need a job. And God, I really need some money. And by the way, I'll see you next Sunday. And then we come in into worship and zone out and what we're doing. It doesn't work that way. It's not a this relationship. And if that's, if that's what you have with God, you don't understand that God stepped into my life and I stepped into his life. As crazy as that is, it's a mutual relationship. Goes both ways, relationship. So I'm telling you right now, if your relationship is one-sided with God and it's all about what you're asking from God and not what you give back to God and it doesn't go both ways, you don't have a growing relationship with God. So here it is. Second thing. Not only is this fellowship a mutual relationship, it should grow through knowledge of Him. This is so cool. The key is in verse 16. And we have known... And believe the love that God had towards us. And then there's two words that you need to emphasize and circle in that verse. We have known, look at this, we have known and believed the love that He has for us. The only way that you're going to grow in this relationship is the more I know about my God. The more I'm convinced I believe everything that's true, the closer I get to him, the more I'm going to act on. I'm able to be courageous when he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. You know, I I stand uh, in the power of his might. I get that if I know that about my God, I believe that about my God. I take you back to that illustration of David. Why is everybody else scared on the sidelines? God said about David, he's a man that, after my own heart, he knew God, he believed God, and he ran to the enemy saying, hey, I know what's going to happen. I believe in it. I'm going to show you this. Watch what happens here. We have Jesus talking to the disciples, and he says this, take my yoke upon you, okay? That was two oxen They come alongside of each other. And do what? You guys read it. And do what? Learn of me. You know what Jesus was saying? I want you to come. The, the oxen, they would, they would be yoked together. They'd have the yoke around them. And they'd be side by side. And God says, will you, will you guys come alongside me? He said, literally, yoke up with me. And, I, and we're going to do this together. And he said, by the way, as we go through life together, whatever challenges and turns and twists and obstacles we face, he said, that this is what you're going to learn. When you walk with me, you're going to learn of me. I, I don't know a better way to illustrate this, other than going back to the relationship of, of, of Jen and I when we met in college. And um, when I first met her, well, there it is, right there. Richard's on it. Here's, this is, this is Jenny and I during our, our, our college days, and uh, uh, yes, I had hair, and uh, Jenny had a lot of hair. Her hair went way past her waist, and here we are in love, and I remember when I first met her, I've told you guys all those stories and things, but as our relationship grew, I, I remember one time I was uh, in one of these buildings. It was the social hall. I was on the second floor, and I remember looking out, waiting for her, and there was like this balcony, and she was coming in, and I, I could see her through the glass front going through, and, and I don't even know this is this kind of stuff that I've told Jenny, but I'm, as, as she's coming up, I'm watching her. Smile and Jenny is known for this, this huge smile that she has, and she was just beaming as she go and she's being friendly and everything like that. And it made me smile. I'm just like, wow, she's, she's beautiful in that way and she's, she's different. And she, she, I, I, the more I got to know her, the more I loved her. And she was, we began to do this thing to where every night, I mean, literally every night, we're writing letters to each other, and they had an on campus system that they would let us write a letter and then we'd send it in the on-campus and every night I couldn't wait because I worked most of the time and I remember this is one of my first letters that I got from Jenny and inside the letter she says this is this is listen to how romantic all right you guys ready for this to get deep all right we might even want to pause the recording on this all right so hi how are you I'm okay (laughs) i'm not getting any further than that at the end of the letter she writes this your friend jennifer (laughs) not jenny not jen jennifer okay i only call her jennifer when we're arguing okay so you just no there was very very impersonal but we kept dating and time goes by and I am, I am, I'm learning things about her that I didn't know, and I, I, I'd, I'd comment on them, and I, I, I'd talk about them, and we'd do all these things. And I, I remember she starts telling me about her family, and she starts going into the fun that we had today. It was so much fun. Uh, thank you so much. Right now we're, we're doing this, and, and she's talking about getting ready for a, a big date that we had, a recital that was going to be there. And we were dressing up and getting pictures and all this other stuff. But this is what she says at the end of it. She, she says, sleep well, love Jenny. Okay? Woo! You know. <laughs> so uh, all of a sudden, she, she's, she's falling in love with all this eye candy, okay? I mean, she just, <laughs> she is hooked, okay? I can, I can tell you she is hooked. And uh, let's be, I mean, come on. Like, do you blame her? Look at the page, come on. But I can tell you that the relationship, let me tell you guys, was growing in love. But I could show you page after page. It didn't just happen because we said, hey, what's up? I did that with everybody. There was a communication between me and Jenny that was deepening our relationship with one another. The more I got to know her, the more I loved her. The more I loved her, the more I could not live without her. You guys understand this. It did not happen because some guy came up to me and said, have you met that girl, Jenny? No, what's her? She's nice. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, it's and we, we talk about God. Do you guys realize that there is nothing wrong with singing hymns that we talk about, at the cross, at the cross where I first, but a lot of times it's, I, 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 I. I saw the light. I'll fly away. You know, I surrender. I'll, i I, I, I. And, and there's nothing wrong with us talking about god we should talk about god but let me tell you the level that god wants us to get to as well is when we talk to god you how great you are i can't live without you you're you're greater than anything you, you realize that a lot of our relationship today, I don't know what God's doing in my life. and I don't know where he is taking me. It's, it's, it's not in the first person. It's not direct to God. It's, and all of a sudden we realize, I don't know where God is in my life. And God's saying, where are you in my life? So here, here's one. This was closer to when we were about to get married. She says at the end of it, we're talking about our life, our future all alters is she says, sweet dreams, sweetheart. I love you. Love, Jenny. P.S. It is great to be in love. Can, Can I tell you guys the difference between this letter and this letter? Do you guys understand that when God says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, God was saying, I, I want to take you on a journey, and along the journey, I'm going to teach you all the way. And when you learn about God, and I, I'm, I'm going to prove this to you in Scripture, rather than you just say, man, you're just... So, 1 John 4, 15, listen to this. It says the same wording twice, but I want to emphasize the explanation of how it's repeated. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God willeth in him, and he in God. So we have established that. That's salvation. I believe you, you and me, and I and you. But notice what is added in the next verse when we get into verse 16. And we have known and believed. Now we have knowledge and heart. It, it's growing. It's not just receiving. I know God and I know these in me. Now that I have known and believed what? The love that God had towards us. Do, do you guys realize that is a relationship relationship? I am convinced, I am fully convinced, I'm fully aware of the love that God has for me. It, it, it's in me, I love Him. Now, notice this. What if we believed God is love? It, it's, it's like, Tony, why, why are you going to marry that girl? I'm fully convinced from the time that we've spent together that Jenny is kind. That Jenny is sweet, that Jenny is smart, that Jenny is beautiful, that Jenny is always humble, and she's got my back. And you know know why I committed myself to her? Because I know her, and knowing the attributes of her made me fall in love with her, that brought me to a commitment with her. Do you realize why so many Christians don't have a commitment with God? They don't have a walk with God. They don't have a knowledge of God. It's hearsay. It's a bumper sticker of what would Jesus do or all these symbols and ideas and not a walk with God. And by the way, I am talking to every single one of us here. I sit there and say, go get those new Christians. Let me tell you, I think it's the older Christians that I'm worried about. For me, I've been saved my whole life. I, most of my life, I've been in church my whole life. Do you know what's dangerous about us that have been in church for a long time? Apathy. It's no more than fresh. Let, let me ask you guys just to prove it. If you've been married 20, 30 years, how many of you still have these going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what I... You, you, you buy her a Valentine's Day card, and you don't even know what to write in there. You're just like, love, bubba. You know, just like... You don't even know. I mean, there's no mush... We're so pathetic, we'll just circle words in the card. you know, I feel that, I feel that, I feel that. You know, ditto, baby. You know, just, it's no longer that fire or that passion. That's what Paul was saying to Timothy. Man, dude, you've got to stir it up. You've got to get back to it. You've got to fall in love with them. You've got to crave it. You've got to want to be there. It's got to be authentic. God is love, and he that dwelleth in what? In love. Do you hear that? You talk about a romance novel. You, th- you talk about that God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Do you see how it went from God in him and him in God to over here it went to he that falleth in love and knows who God is? You dwell in love, not in bondage, not in responsibility, not in, not in all these things. It's like, we're going to get up and go to church. Honey, do we have to? Oh, my goodness. Seriously, again, are we going to do this thing every single way? You're not, you're not abiding in love. Man, if somebody had to come up to me, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell this. And then uh, Jenny did break up with me halfway through, and she's talking about the stalking thing of there. She, I did. I'm, I was horrible. I was so in love with her. And, and, and I, I remember we, we were broken up just for a little bit, and she, she found this loser, this guy. They were talking, you know, all this other stuff. And I remember they had a date in the commons in the area and everything like that. And I decided to go there and play ping pong with my buddies. And, and I, I kept hitting the ball over towards her table. And I'd be like, oh, excuse me. You know, just like, you know, like what are you doing, loser? You know, just giving her a little flash of the eye candy, drawing her back. I couldn't live without her. I couldn't just let go. I couldn't. That's why the Bible says to us as Christians, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It it becomes an addiction. It's it's a love. It it grows with Him. and This relationship with God begins with our salvation experience, but it grows with our fellowship with Him. It grows. But let me show you the third thing as we close out. Our relationship with God changes us. It's the same thing as me and Jenny's relationship when we were dating. It, it changed me. It, it absolutely changed me. My priorities changed and my, my future plans changed and how I viewed life changed. And, and all of a sudden, and you guys know this, for, when, when you start getting serious with a girl, did your buddy say and said, dude, you're so whipped? You know what I'm talking about? I, I, I actually looked up that phrasing. It means that your girl has taken control of your life or some sort of slang like that. And, and, and I was like, dude, I don't care. I'd rather hang out with her than you guys any day of the week. I, I'm like, S- everything changed with me. You guys are going to catch on with what I'm saying with this about how God gets into our life and all, everything. We begin to get close to him. And I, I don't under, in the Bible, there's different words for love. And a lot of times we say, I love God. But you realize that in the Bible, there's different words for love. Actually, there's like four plus words for love. So when we sit there and say, I love ice cream, and then I say, I love my kids, that's the same word for both of them there. Now, for some of you guys, that might be the equivalent, okay? If, I'm not judging you if that's the thing. I love ice cream. I love my kids. Which one more? kind of the same. I don't know. But with God, it wasn't the same. The, the, the one word is a friendship word, which means it, 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 it It's a type of intimate love that the Bible has for most Christians. We have this love that is inside the church. It's a bond. It's a deep friendship. It's a love for humans or care and respect that we have. But with God, the word love that we're studying inside this passage is agape love. That agape love is a divine love. It's unconditional. It's sacrificial. Listen to those. It's sacrificial love. Morgan, you ready? Alright, help me close this out. Alright, So this is my daughter. She just turned 12. Yes. So I I want you guys to understand the next verse of what we're going to say. So go ahead and stand at that and stand here. So in our relationship, just the same way when me and Jenny first started dating, I didn't fully know her and she didn't know me. That's why it was like, hey, your friend Jenny and hey, your friend Tony. But after time, the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. James chapter 4. So in, in this thing that and this is what's so cool about this relationship, I'm talking about the change that God makes inside of our lives. Who made the first word? Uh, first thing. For, we love Him because He first loved us. I, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but that's OK. Uh, help me out, Richard. First John 4:19, look at that. First John 14: "We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. So in this relationship with God, I want you guys to see that this is what God did. God, in our relationship with Him, did this. You know what that was? It was the cross, and we responded to it. His love displayed to me, and I responded to His love. This this is a natural thing that happens in our relationship. Here's the thing. He, he, He begins to make us like Him. He begins to make us like Him. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 17... Here is our love made perfect. Listen to this, and I'm, I'm going to show you these words, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. What, what happens is the closer that me and Jenny begin to get, the more we begin to think alike. If anybody's been with somebody for a long time, we, we say I, we have our favorite movie and we have our favorite song and we have our favorite place to go and we have our favorite vacation place and we have a way I grew up a certain way doing Christmas and she grew up a certain way doing Christmas. You know what happened when we got we had Christmas. There is a bond, a unity, a change that happens inside of our life. God begins to change things in here. And all of a sudden, as we get closer to God, drawing nigh to him. He draws nine to him. The Bible says, herein, in that passage, you know what that herein is our love made perfect? It is in this relationship, in this place. You say, I don't have that. Then you're not there. Do you guys hear that? The word perfect means to accomplish. God is going to, he that begun a good work in me will continue it. God is doing something in me, and the closer I get to herein, in this place, I'm getting closer to her, and she's getting closer to me. Herein is that love made perfect. God is accomplishing something. Now let me tell you about something about me and Morgan. We're we're tight, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're making me look bad. (laughs) Here, in this place, you guys understand, she knows, this this is one of my favorite ways to hug her right here. There is No fear in love. Because this perfect or accomplished or developed love casts out fear. I could give you illustration after illustration after illustration, and you can have the same illustration because you have a relationship with your kids. If your kids get hurt, they go crying for the church, screaming one word, mom, usually, or dad, possibly. They know... I am afraid, and that love will remove the fear from my life. Do you understand when we're talking about, I thought you said we're talking about the courageous Christian life. We are. This is where it happens. We're, we're, and in this walk of getting closer, do you know what that love that he has for us, did you know it's one of the only times in Scripture that it says we love him because he first loved me? Agape love. Agape love. You say, there's no way I have agape love. You have him and you, you can have agape love in you. Do, do you understand how that works? So I'll tell you one last story, and I, I know we're running out of time. So me and Jenny, while we were in Bible college, we're getting close to one another. And I remember she's sending me a message, and she says, I won't be at church tonight. I am sick. I caught some sort of cold, I wish I had, and I can't remember the medicine and things like that. She said I would kill for some orange juice or whatever. At our college, our Christian college that we were going to, they had a rule on Sundays that nobody was allowed to leave campus. Jenny was sick. I loved her. I was falling in love with her. If I got caught breaking the rule for that, I could be expelled from school. I snuck off campus, went to Walmart put everything in a box in that mail system and sent her orange juice and tissues and medicine. Oh my goodness. I snuck off Bible college to get you drugs. (laughs) Delete that from the tape or CD. I did not think of what it would take or cost me because my love for her was greater than what was going on. You, 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 this, is, this is weird when it talks about giving to the church or giving to God or giving of my time and everything you don't understand everything changes the closer you get to God sacrifice for that baby and staying up all night and feeding him and taking him to the doctor and all that is a joy because you love that baby and all of a sudden, the, 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 the guy's calling you whipped and everything, or, or a, a father-daughter relationship. You're thinking, you have no idea how much joy I get from this and fulfillment and everything else. Here, in this place, is my love made perfect. The word perfect is accomplished. It accomplishes great things in my life. Where you can be seated. I'll wrap it up with this. Do you have a relationship with God I'm not saying I have, I know who he is, and and I I say his name before I chow down on my food. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you listening to 104.9 in your car. I'm not talking about the fact that you have t-shirts that have cool sayings on them. I'm saying, do you have a walk with God where you're learning about him every single day, and the more you learn about him, the more you love him, and in that place of loving him, your love is made perfect, you're accomplished, and all of a sudden that begins to cast out who you are as a person, fear, and bring in who you are, should be, as a person, which is courage. That's the Christian life